A bag designer has donated his trendy designs to a Taitung village, along with support to rebuild the community center. Community leaders in Da Da Village have been struggling financially since COVID hit, but thanks to the generosity of friends, they, along with local children, will get through the summer easier. Welcome to the community center in Dada Village, Taidong. Volunteers bring in boxes full of colorful bags. Their bright colors and clever design make them look like a cartoon come to life. Local kids are excited to get their new accessories. There are t-shirts too. They've all been donated by bag designer Lin Feibi and his friends. They heard that Dada Community Center needed help because of the pandemic and held a fundraiser. The goal was 50,000 NT at first, but support flooded in. In the end, they collected 150,000 NT to help repair the center. It was a charity event. We were looking for a way to connect with people in Taiwan who needed help. We learned that Dada Village had rural children who needed help, whether with repairing the center or with school fees. So we raised some money to make a donation. I tell the children this is a cycle of love. Today, people who have the ability are standing by us and supporting us. In the future, we will become people with the ability, and then we can support other people. It's learning to become someone who contributes. The donations will help repair the building and fund rapid COVID tests for the village. The children wanted to thank their generous friends in their indigenous language. Shares for several Taiwanese food companies fell by 3 to 5 percent on Wednesday after China imposed an import ban on their products. The companies affected include AGV Products Corporation, Hanya Foods and Tai Sun Enterprise. The sanctions came just before the Taiwan visit by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And Taiwan officials have said they believe the bans are politically motivated. Let's hear from an analyst. The shares of several of the affected food companies were impacted. I think that the market has slowly become accustomed to saber-rattling. We've seen military planes approach over and over again, and the market stays pretty much unaffected. But now everyone is more worried, as the sanctions could affect company profits. Taiwan shares hit a low point of 14,673 points during intraday trading on Wednesday. But gains in the tech sector countered the fall. TSMC shares went up 9 NT to finish above 500 NT, with other tech stocks such as United Microelectronics, MediaTek, and Largan Precision also making gains. The market ended closely up slightly by 29 points at 14,777. Turnover stood at a reduced 174.8 billion NT with institutional investors selling a net of 6.2 billion NT. China on Wednesday slapped more import bans on Taiwanese products, this time affecting citrus fruits and two types of fish, large-head hairtail and Japanese horse mackerel. According to the Council of Agriculture, almost 100 percent of Taiwan's large-head hairtail exports are sold to China. That's more than 9,000 tons a year, or a value of about 270 million NT. For the Japanese horse mackerel, the numbers are 2,000 tons a year worth about 70 million NT.
And for citrus fruit, Taiwan sells more than 70 million tons of it with a value of about 270 million NT to China every year, of which 70% are pomelos. COA preliminary estimates put losses at about 800 million NT. Officials say they will launch programs to sell the products to other markets, both foreign and domestic. They also say they will consider bringing the World Trade Organization's attention to China's sanctions. China has announced plans to hold live-fire drills starting Thursday in six maritime areas near Taiwan. The announcement was made just hours after U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's plane touched down in Taipei last night. Some of the drill areas announced are less than 20 kilometers from the coast of Taiwan. And observers are calling the exercises a fourth Taiwan Strait crisis in the making. The Ministry of National Defense has condemned the drills, saying that Taiwan's military will be fully ready for any developments. Three indigenous defense fighters take off in succession from Tainan, sending a sonic boom through the skies. Since early morning Wednesday, Taiwan's military mobilized aircraft, vessels and vehicles from many locations around Taiwan, including Jiayi and Pingdong. Over in Hualien, 35mm Ur Lincoln twin cannons and AIM-7 Spyro missiles made a rare appearance. A ground-based air surveillance radar keeps an eye on any movements by enemy troops as the Army's AH-1 attack helicopters take flight off Pingdong's Dapong Bay. Over in Kaohsiung, Lafayette-class frigates are ready for action at Zoying Harbor. All three military branches have come together in response to China's military threats. Since House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's arrival late Tuesday evening, Chinese state media outlets have published reports that the PLA is assembling troops. On Wednesday, Chinese state media announced live-fire military drills in six maritime areas encircling Taiwan from August 4th to August 7th. The joint military exercise this time is targeted at the U.S. and Taiwan authorities for their dangerous actions regarding the Taiwan issue out of necessity. It covers part of our nation's territorial waters and severely undermines Taiwan's sovereignty over its territory and territorial waters. It is in violation of the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea and other related agreements. We strongly condemn the PLA's actions. The Ministry of National Defense said that the PLA's military drills are effectively aimed at blockading Taiwan. It also published a video showcasing the military's resolution in defending the nation. It's not the first time that China announces drills like these. During the Third Taiwan Strait Crisis in 1995 and 1996, the PLA held drills in many areas near Taiwan. But back then, firing drills with empty missiles were held only in one area near Taiwan. Now, out of the six planned live fire sites, three are just kilometers from Taiwan's shore. During the 1996 Taiwan Strait Crisis, the PLA only launched guided missiles, and the guided missiles were all empty. But this time, the PLA has already planned out the sites where it will conduct drills for as long as three days, and their live fire drills. 
they did announce that it poses a great threat. The expert warned Taiwanese not to take the drills lightly, as China has already caused three Taiwan Strait crises previously. The first one was in 1954, when Taiwan and the U.S. signed the Sino-American Mutual Defense Treaty. The second in 1958, when the PLA began shelling Jinmen and Mazu on August 23rd. And the third taking place from 1995 to 1996, when then-President Li Denghui visited the U.S. on two occasions. This set of drills is being seen by some as a fourth Taiwan Strait crisis in the making, in response to Pelosi's visit. It's for China to save face domestically and to make up for its complete diplomatic failure with Taiwan and the U.S. They need an outlet for all that pressure. The DPP lawmaker said China is only launching the military drills as a desperate attempt to hold on to power. Meanwhile, across the Pacific in the U.S., 26 officials from the Republican Party have signed a joint statement to show their support of the Taiwan visit by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who is a Democrat. It's a rare instance of bipartisan unity in the U.S., and more agreement on Taiwan could be soon to come as the Senate Foreign Relations Committee is scheduled to review the Taiwan Policy Act of 2022 on Wednesday. The bill, which would comprehensively overhaul the Taiwan Relations Act, proposes authorizing $4.5 billion U.S. dollars in foreign military financing for Taiwan, as well as formally designating Taiwan as a major non-NATO ally. The delegation of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi includes five officials from the Democratic Party. Over in the U.S., officials from the Republican Party have released a statement in support of Pelosi's Taiwan visit. Look, I, I think it's important for us to stand up for a, a democratic uh, island. And uh, we know what the Chinese would like to do to Taiwan, just exactly what they did to Hong Kong. So I approve of her of her trip, I think she did the right thing. Led by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, a total of 26 Republican senators released a joint statement supporting the trip. It's a rare show of agreement amid the intense confrontations between the two U.S. parties. I'm about to use four words in a row that I haven't used in this way before, and those four words are, Speaker Pelosi was right. Even House member Joy Manchin from the Democratic Party, who's previously had disputes with Pelosi, now says he fully supports her move. I think it's great, and I'll tell you the reason I think it's great. We all have been in Taiwan, and we should go there. If she had backed off, that would have simply in, encouraged the Communist Party of China and Xi Jinping's leadership. Um, to claim a great victory. Tensions in the Taiwan Strait are rising. The U.S. Senate's Foreign Relations Committee is set to review the Taiwan Policy Act of 2022 on Wednesday. The act was introduced by committee chairman Bob Menendez from the Democratic Party and Senator Lindsey Graham from the Republican Party. In their introductory announcement, they said the act represents the most comprehensive restructuring of U.S. policy toward Taiwan since the Taiwan Relations Act of 1970. Menendez stated that the legislation would send a clear message to Beijing not to make the same mistakes with Taiwan that Russia has made in Ukraine. Among the key points in the act is bolstering the U.S.'s commitment to Taiwan's security by designating it as a major non-NATO ally. Not only our strategic competition with China, but also <clears throat> providing appropriate weapons 
to the Taiwanese to defend themselves. Among other provisions, the act proposes authorizing 4.5 billion U.S. dollars over four years in foreign military financing for Taiwan, prioritizing Taiwan's request for assistance, and creating comprehensive training programs to improve Taiwan's defense. The act shows that over in Washington, support for Taiwan does not just end up words. The U.S. delegation made its final public appearance in Taiwan in New Taipei, with a stop at the Jingmei branch of the National Human Rights Museum. There, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi met up with three influential human rights activists. Let's hear what they had to say. We have met so many times over the past more than 30 years, and this is the first time that we do so in Taiwan, the country that has accepted me during my exile. I'm very happy to be able to welcome her here. Taiwan and the U.S., as well as Pelosi and I, share a common language, the language of freedom, democracy and human rights. Taiwanese people breathe freedom. We'll risk our lives to defend this freedom. When I said these things, she cheered for me. They spoke a lot about young people, in China, in Hong Kong and in Tibet. They were paying very close attention to the discussions. I spoke about the problems that young people in Hong Kong face. There is one sentence I wanted to say, which is, I wanted to thank Speaker Pelosi for her help on my case over the past five years. We came to thank her. It was mainly the organizer speaking. We came to show our gratitude. Li Mingzhe is a Taiwanese pro-democracy activist who was arrested by Chinese authorities while in Macau in 2017 and was imprisoned for five years for subversion of state power. Lam Wing-Ki is the owner of Causeway Bay Books, a bookstore that was located in Hong Kong known for selling political publications. Ua Kai-Shi is a Uyghur pro-democracy activist who played a leading role in the 1989 Tiananmen Square protest in Beijing. Before Pelosi and her delegation visited President Tsai, the first stop in her itinerary was the Legislative Yuan. The Americans were received by Deputy Speaker Tsai Chi Chang, who commended U.S. House Speaker Pelosi for being an unwavering ally for Taiwan. Pelosi said that to be called a good friend of Taiwan was a great compliment that she accepted on behalf of the U.S. Congress. Pelosi stressed that the U.S. would never back away from Taiwan, adding that Taiwan was one of the freest societies in the world. The delegation led by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited the Legislative Yuan on Wednesday morning. Speaker Yoshi Kun was unable to attend the occasion, as he is in isolation after testing positive for COVID. The delegation was instead received by Deputy Speaker Tsai Chi Chang. The caucus whips from several parties and members from the Foreign and National Defense Committee escorted Pelosi to the meeting room. I want to take this opportunity to express my heartfelt appreciation to the U.S. Congress for your concrete action in providing rock-solid support for Taiwan. Speaker Pelosi is Taiwan's true friend, and Taiwan is the U.S.'s reliable ally. 
Taiwan will stand by its commitment to defend democracy, freedom and human rights together with the U.S. and global democratic allies to safeguard their hard-earned democratic and free way of life. All of that was done in a very strong bipartisan way in support of Taiwan. When you say that I'm a good friend of Taiwan, I take that as a great compliment, but I receive it on behalf of my colleagues. In terms of governance, we commend Taiwan for being one of the freest societies uh, in the world uh, for your success in addressing the COVID interest issue, which is a health issue, a security issue, an economic issue, and a governance. Deputy Speaker Tsai praised Pelosi's actions to defend democracy. After the reception, Pelosi joined Tsai, KMT caucus whip Chen Mingzong, DPP caucus whip Ken Jianming, Taiwan People's Party caucus whip Chiu Chenyuan, and New Power Party caucus whip Chiu Xianzhi for closed-door talks lasting about half an hour. Uh, the KMT and all other parties hope to strengthen our cooperation on trade and supply chains, especially in integrated circuit manufacturing. TSMC is the best at integrated circuits. Every party hopes to strengthen bilateral cooperation on this matter. I need only four words to describe Speaker Pelosi, courageous and fearless woman, her support for her ideals and values has always been consistent and has been unwavering. That is an extremely important trait to have. During a press conference at midday, reporters asked Pelosi whether more high-ranking officials would visit Taiwan in the future. She was also asked about her thoughts on China's response to her visit, such as the military drills and the suspension of Taiwanese food imports. Pelosi replied with good humor, stressing that safeguarding Taiwan's security was an important task. I guess, I don't know if that was a reason or an excuse, because they didn't say anything when the men came. <laughs> In terms of our visit here, and would that lead to other visits, I certainly hope so. What matters to us is that we salute the successes of Taiwan, we work together, the security of Taiwan. One day before Pelosi's visit, China suspended imports of thousands of Taiwanese food products, affecting more than 100 Taiwanese companies. One reporter asked Pelosi whether her visit would bring any tangible benefits that could offset those economic losses. She replied that the U.S. had recently passed the Chips and Science Act, which could give rise to better bilateral economic exchanges. We want to increase our relationship. So I think that it, I would be saying we would, that would be a goal we share, but with the CHIPS Act, we're really facilitating reaching uh, that goal of CHIPS and science. Another reporter asked Pelosi about what other countries could do as they are forced to choose between authoritarianism and democracy with China's economic rise. Pelosi said that Taiwan's people were an example to follow on how to make their country more democratic. Success of the people of Taiwan, their courage, their courage to change their own country to become more democratic. We want Taiwan to always have freedom with security, and we're not backing away. Pelosi said that she deeply respected Taiwan as a model for democracy and freedom in the region. She added that the U.S. wanted Taiwan to always have freedom and security, stressing that Washington would never back away from that.
a historic moment for Taiwan. President Tsai Ing-wen on Wednesday morning received a delegation led by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who is the highest-ranking U.S. official to visit Taiwan in 25 years. Pelosi was conferred with the highest civilian order awarded in Taiwan, the Order of Propitious Clouds with special grant cordon for her contribution to Taiwan-U.S. ties. President Tsai thanked Pelosi for her staunch support of Taiwan, saying that Taiwan was committed to maintaining peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. In response, Pelosi said the message of her visit is America's solidarity with Taiwan and that the U.S. will always stand by Taiwan. President Tsai Ing-wen on Wednesday morning received U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi at the presidential office. After an introduction of the members of Pelosi's delegation, Tsai conferred on her the Order of Propitious Clouds with Special Grand Cordon to honor and recognize Pelosi's unwavering support for Taiwan and contributions to Taiwan-U.S. relations. 总统颁授美国联邦众议院议长佩洛基特种大寿青云勋章。Pelosi received the honor from President Tsai herself, who commended the speaker for supporting Taiwan with concrete actions. 感谢各位此次来台访问。We are truly grateful to you for making this visit to Taiwan to showcase the U.S. Congress's staunch support for Taiwan. Aggressions against democratic Taiwan would have a tremendous impact on the security of the entire Indo-Pacific. Facing deliberately heightened military threats, Taiwan will not back down. We will firmly uphold our nation's sovereignty and continue to hold the line of defense for democracy. We will do whatever it takes to strengthen Taiwan's self-defense capability. Taiwan is committed to maintaining peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait, and we will make Taiwan a key stabilizing force for regional security. President Tsai thanked the U.S. Congress for its staunch support for democratic Taiwan. Speaker Pelosi reiterated that her delegation's visit to Taiwan was to showcase solidarity between the U.S. and Taiwan. I think it's important to remind some uh, and inform others of how we are here. Forty-three years ago, with the Taiwan Relations Act, America made a bedrock promise to always stand with Taiwan. And on this strong foundation, we have built a thriving partnership, grounded in our shared values of self-government and self-determination, focused on our mutual security interests in the region and across the world, even in terms of the challenges you face. And now, more than ever, America's solidarity with Taiwan is crucial and that is the message we are bringing here. After the ceremony, the two parties held a meeting behind closed doors lasting 30 minutes. Speaker Pelosi is the highest-ranking U.S. official to visit Taiwan in 25 years, marking a diplomatic milestone for Taiwan. The visit is seen as a signal of the deep friendship between Taiwan and the U.S. and the joint actions to counter China's authoritarianism.